podcast is sponsored by Access Fertility. Are you worried about the cost of private IVF? Access Fertility offer refund and multi-cycle programs for IVF and donor egg treatment. To find out about a clinic near you, visit accessfertility.co.uk. Welcome to the Fertility Podcast, sponsored by Access Fertility, and I'm in central Cardiff. Come to the London Women's Clinic to find out about the services they offer. This is a pretty busy street. There's what looks like meter parking outside. Of course, I'll investigate whether there's more places to park once I've gone in to give you an insight of what the clinic's got on offer for you. So I'm now joined with Dr. Hemlata Thackeray, who is a lead consultant and fertility specialist here at the London Women's Clinic in Cardiff. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Lovely to be here, and it's a beautiful old building, but very modern. It's it, very airy. It is. It Lovely. is. I mean, if you stand outside the door, you wouldn't even recognise that there's something clinical. I didn't so, even know it was here. I no, walked past it. Uh, it was so scientific going on behind these doors. It's, it's an old building with beautiful... It's, it's like a house. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. In, enough space that we can provide uh, patients with all the state-of-art fertility care and tertiary level, so IVF and everything that goes along with it. So. Well, I'm really keen to talk about the services that you offer because the women's clinic... It's quite different in the, the egg sharing and the donor side of, of the programmes yeah. that, that you do. And I know that you were pretty involved in, in all of that. First of all, though, I'd like to just talk a bit about what got you started in the fertility world. It's strange because my background, I trained in India. And when we were training there, the focus was actually on family planning, not fertility enhancing. And of course, you know that uh, as it is, wherever you go in the world, it's uh, IVF and all the assisted conception technologies, quite expensive. So coming from a developing country, I really had very basic knowledge of fertility. So when I came to the UK 20 years ago, and uh, one of the first, my jobs was with Mr. Bourne Simpkins, who had keen interest in fertility. And he was, uh, I worked in Singleton Hospital in Swansea in Wales. And uh, he is a very dynamic person. I just got uh, so much insight into what you can offer. And the most important thing for me is these are all well women. It's not a medical disease. They're not, they are suffering, but internally. And that's what drew me into that. That if I can even help a little bit, maybe in their journey. Because success is so unpredictable in uh, any fertility treatment but even if I can make a difference and um, give them the kind of care that they require that's what drew me into fertility when I came here. So explain a bit about the ethos of the London Women's Clinic because you are quite different in the way that you operate. We have several different clinics. The, The most important thing is we are a group but we are individual in ourselves as well. So each clinic has got different focuses depending on what patients and their population base is going to be. But we do have the advantage that we've got the London Sperm Bank, which is the first UK online sperm bank, where the biggest advantage for women accessing that uh, or any patients, whether they are same-sex, single or heterosexual couples needing donor sperm, they make the choice of the donor themselves there is no clinic trying to match their characteristics, which is what the traditional way is. So that's the biggest thing. We've also now got the London Egg Bank, which is also one of 
the, uh, the first ones in the UK to actually offer egg, uh, do, uh, patients requiring egg donation, so donor eggs, where they can access the catalog so, and actually choose their egg donor themselves without the clinic getting involved or trying to again give them the best match. So that's one thing. And the third thing is, of course, even before the egg bank came along, we have been the clinic, or the, rather the team, which started the egg share program in the UK. Our scientific and managing director, Dr. Abuja, if you look at the literature, he was the pioneer in introducing egg sharing in the UK. So we've got the, la the, the best, the, the longest, and uh, the most experience for egg share donations. So that's how it is. Now, with the name being London Women's Clinic, is it fair to assume that it's predominantly single women or same-sex couples who are female coming, or do you still have heterosexual no, couples? No, we do have a large, uh, I mean, in fact, if you look at our demographics, 60% of our couples are heterosexual, and 30% are, between 25 and 30% are women without male partners, so it could be single women or same-sex couples. And have you seen a change in the demographic over maybe the past... Five, five years? From age point of view, definitely. I mean, 50% of our, uh, our uh, patients will be under 35. 50% will be over 35. But I think a quarter of our patients now will be 40 or over. And you have high, the highest success rates we do. In, Wales. in Wales. What do you attribute that to? Several things. I think the ethos of the whole team is to provide the a good experience for the patient and it's a small team so very accessible to patients at any time we are open seven days a week for treatments um, we are open even on a late evening for um, consultations and on a saturday for consultation which is unusual again in this part uh, of the uk uh, more importantly in treatments are looked at on an individual basis, so personalized as to uh, what would be the, be the what would suit the patient best. Most important is, I think, you know, one of our programs which I'm quite proud of is the mild stimulation IVF light program. Okay. So this is offered to all women under 40 years of age, where we give them milder stimulation. Uh, as a result of which, the, ethos, the, the theory behind it is lower the stimulation dose, the better quality eggs will develop and as a result of which the risks of hyperstimulation are minimal but at the same time we don't compromise on the pregnancy rate at all. So that has really taken on, I mean A it is cost effective for the patient and it's clinically also in my experience very effective as well. So that's one thing. Success rate point of view, I've got a fantastic lab manager who is very strict with quality control. And uh, our blastulation rate, so blastocyst formation is one of the criteria that we look at key performance indicators, um, is almost 50-60%. Right. Our freezing program is robust. We use embryo glue in all our transfers. We've been using embryo glue for almost four to five years. I'm sure Jeanette, our lab manager, will tell you more about it. But uh, so all of these things uh, make a difference, I think. So if I was coming to you um, for an initial conversation, yeah. just talk me through where we'd start if I'd come to you saying with my partner, we're not getting pregnant, what can we do? How would it, how would it pan out? Uh, basically, you, I mean, you can, 
first of all attend Bandha for open evenings if you're just looking around um, these are we hold two of them so one is an open evening in Kardik once a month but we also do an open day once a month on a Saturday in our Swansea satellite clinic so patients have access to both plus we can also offer you just free 20 minute or 30 minute half an hour chats with the nurses just a free nursing consultation is that like a drop in yeah it's a drop in okay no, I mean we do booking yeah but at the same time because you, you don't want to be coming here and just sitting here for hours so it's best that we you're given an appointment but the nurse you can just come and meet and have an informal chat with the nurses our nurses are very experienced uh, all of them majority of them can do the scanning and a couple of them will also do embryo transfers so they're quite experienced fertility nurses so you can have a chat if you decide to come to us over here then our receptionist will get in touch with you send you you know that, that there's a lot of paperwork that yeah. needs to be completed so send you all the whole pack and then you are given an appointment for almost uh, the, the initial consultation patients expect we the patients usually are here for about two two and a half hours right they first come and do all the paperwork registration meet the nurse uh, if the partner needs semen analysis then he produces a sample uh, the nurse does the scan uh, or the doctor will do the baseline just uh, assessment scan for the woman and then uh, she will come and meet uh, the, the couple will come and meet the consultant and we give them an hour's appointment or it's longer sometimes but usually an hour where a medical history would be taken from both partners we've got the the lab would have processed the semen sample so we've got the semen analysis results and the scan uh, report as well if the patients have got any previous, if they've had previous treatment or any in investigations elsewhere on the NHS or another clinic, and if they've got anything that with them, uh, the reports, we can go through that and uh, sort of make a, 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 a sort of provisional plan as to whether they require any further investigations or based on what we've seen, whether you can sort of uh, guide them to what would be their best treatment options but the ethos is always shared decision making so options are given and then you're given time to go and reflect and uh, you can, uh, they're, they're asked to book a follow-up appointment so that we can then confirm what they want what what uh, the investigations if they need it and what the results are and then to confirm what treatment they want to embark on Talk to me a bit about your decision to work with Access Fertility and the funding plans that they offer. The, I think it's a very innovative program. The, what attracted me is one of the major issues that patients have to face is cost of treatment. In Wales, patients are fortunate that uh, they are given, if they meet the, the, the criteria, but again there is the criteria, that they are uh, given two cycles of IVF and any of any frozen embryos that are created as well are funded by the NHS right. transfer. But that still does not it doesn't apply to uh, to everybody. So cost is one big issue where patients have to find the funds. Um, and, and the other thing that patients also want is they want to know the certainty that they don't want hidden costs of treatment where as they go along and you need to pay this and you need to pay for this etc so though that with access fertility they have that peace of mind that once they have paid into those packages then there are no hidden costs 
and they have already planned. That in itself, the planning of more than one cycle takes a huge amount of stress away from the patients because the one thing is on a per cycle basis, you're putting all your energies and focusing that you, you found the money for one cycle, but what if it doesn't, uh, is not successful? What am I going to do? And patients are already thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with access fertility, they've already planned the for a certain amount of cycle. The multi-cycle or the refund package, which is a very innovative, again, something which hadn't been done in the UK before. So, and we are again in South Wales, we are the only clinic who is partnering with Access Fertility. What are the things set you apart as a clinic for people to come in, come to? We are the longest established private clinic with greatest experience in the HR program. The PGD, PGS is not offered by everybody. We have got the London Sperm Bank, so again, donor sperm, uh, there are no waiting lists. We've got the egg bank, so there are no, again, if patients only want to go for altruistic egg donors, they've got the choice there. We've got the best success rate, and these are validated by the HFA uh, as of now. And uh, we've got a fantastic small team. We, I like to think that we provide personalized care uh, to patients. It's like a boutique clinic. Um, it's like a boutique building, boutique it's like a boutique building. hotel here. Yes. Yeah. All right, lovely. Dr. Becky, thank you for your time. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure. Hi, my name's Ash Carroll Miller, and I founded Access Fertility back in 2013. I get asked all the time why we started Access Fertility. The answer is that we want to help patients better afford their treatment and ultimately see more people taking a baby home. I mean, that's really what this is all about. For years, patients have been leaving the UK to visit places like America to access refund and multi-cycle programs. But surely, patients should be able to access treatment programs that lower the cost of treatment and provide a refund if they don't have a baby here in the UK. Access Fertility allows that to happen by working some of the best clinics in the country at over 20 locations for patients to consider. We're able to reduce the cost of treatment provide additional financial security through our refund program and give patients a peace of mind that they have a plan in place. If you'd like to find out more then just give us a call on 01865 801000 Monday to Friday 9am to 5pm or visit our website at accessfertility.co.uk. Thanks for listening. So now I'm going to welcome Jeanette McKenzie, who's the senior embryologist here at the London Women's Clinic in Cardiff, to tell me all about the magic that goes on in the lab. Tell me yes. about what you've done here. So we did introduce Embryo Glue, and that's the culture media that the embryos go in just prior to transfer. So it's thought that that would increase the implantation rates. And another technique was the use of vitrification for freezing embryos. So that is the one of the best methods to freeze embryos and it gives the best survival rate and comparable pregnancy rates to a fresh embryo. So I know a lot of patients are worried about having the embryos frozen because it's a worry like, will it survive and will the, will the pregnancy rate be affected? But actually, no not in our hands the survival rate is um you know 95 to 100 percent so you know it's quite unusual for an embryo not to survive so the pregnancy rates from frozen embryos are exactly the same as fresh embryos so it's a really good option for people to be able to freeze their spare embryos now i was talking with dr thackeray about your success rates and she was attributing it partly to 
what obviously goes on in the lab and you've just mentioned yeah. uh, part of the process what else would you say with regards yeah. to h- how you are monitoring the embryos yeah. so we're very lucky here in our laboratory as you may be aware that this lab has been purpose-built only three and a half years ago so I was heavily involved in the design how exciting that must have been yeah it was um, a real privilege to be part of so I was able to design the laboratory to exactly um, to fit our processes and our protocols and to provide the best environment for embryo culture. So we've got a really good air quality system that filters all the air coming into the lab, so there's no contaminants or pollution, even though we're in the city centre. We've got low lighting, because heavy lighting is not good for embryos. We've got a controlled set temperature in the lab, which means that the incubator temperatures are stable. Um, we've got a real good system for witnessing traceability of gametes and embryos. So every um, tube or dish with patient samples in is electronically witnessed. So we really do make use of the latest technology available to us. And I talked with Dr Thackeray about how one you're one of the only clinics in Wales in the southwest of England to offer the PGS and the PGD. Yes. So that's obviously stuff that goes on in the lab. Yes, yep, so that's another technique. That's screening and that yep. enables you to, to, yep. to deselect. That's right. So by doing the screening, we're looking at the number of chromosomes in the embryos and then we can see which embryos have got the normal number of chromosomes and it really um, increases the pregnancy chance for those Um, particular ladies having that screening it's really good so tell me a bit about the open evenings that you guys have and the Mm. kind of information that you might give yeah so um, when um, people come along to our open evenings they're given all the treatment options so we do treatment um, from IVF or ICSI frozens surrogacy donor eggs donor sperm IUI the whole range so they'll find out what's involved in each of those types of treatment. So some are more involved than others. Um, some are more expensive, some are more ch- cheaper. And we offer um, some good treatment packages here as well. One is the IVF Light Package. Um, it's a really good deal because ICSI is included. And we have a really good success rate with that um, particular package. Um, and then they'll get to meet a number of staff at the open evening and they will have a tour of the clinic and see the facilities, um, familiarise themselves with where they'll be having lots of appointments. I'd just like to talk about uh, the process of our interaction. If I've come for yeah. my egg collection yeah. and then obviously I have to go off and have that waiting yeah. period yeah. Um, before egg transfer and waiting to see where we get to, whether it's day three or day five, yeah. blastocyst. Yes. Yeah. Just talk me through the interaction you have with patients, whether it's on the phone or if people like to email. How do, how do you okay. work? So actually on the day of egg collection, we personally meet you face-to-face as a patient. So we do that after egg collection, come into the recovery room and we have a little chat and discuss you know, how many eggs were collected, the quality of the sperm, and let the patient know what the next step is. And then we let them know that we will phone them the next morning with the fertilisation results. That's another point of contact. And then from there, we phone as well with an update on day three to decide whether or not the transfer will be on day three or as a blastocyst transfer. And then people are also most welcome to email us. We've got our own lab email address that um, patients can send in queries to. And we're, you know, they're answering the emails every day. I think a lot of people were a bit worried that embryos might stop growing or die, um, but it's quite unusual for an embryo to stop growing, and our hands less than 5% would actually stop growing at the end. We 
almost certainly have an embryo for transfer. And what would you say from the work that you do and and the environment that you're working in here at LWC sets you apart from other clinics that you might have worked in? So I think we um, see each patient as an individual and we don't have across the board policies for everybody. We just, um, you know, see what each person's situation is and then say from a lab point of view, what day the transfer will be or how many embryos to transfer or for freezing, it's all tailored for each specific case because everybody's different and everybody's got a different history and their fertility so I think we provide good care in that way and also we do from the lab point of view have very up-to-date protocols and techniques so we are offering the later you know validated techniques that are available. Are there areas of research that are of particular interest to you for kind of future developments of the lab? Yeah, just more about the genetic screening of embryos and how we can better choose which is the best embryo for transfer because we mostly transfer just one embryo to make sure that um, our patients have got a good chance of a a healthy baby at the end because we know that when people get pregnant with twins there's more problems. So from the lab point of view, as an embryologist, it's um, finding more techniques to make um, our selection a, a better choice of which embryo to transfer. And just going back a step, I guess, uh, I was talking to Dr. Thackeray with regards to the, the paperwork at the start of everything, because um, obviously there's a whole host of consent forms. Yeah. And if the egg collections happened and you were embarking on IVF and it turns out that ICSI is actually what you're going to have to do, yeah. that kind of interaction, is that something that you would have yes. with the patient or is that goes back to the consultant? Yeah, no, that is usually from us. So it's that chat after egg collection um, and that's one of the whole reasons for having the chat is to come and confirm if the sperm is good for IVF or if there's an unexpected um, issue of quality on the day, and then we would suggest that ICSI might be needed. So that comes straight from the embryologist. That and discussion. just explain ICSI for anybody that yeah. might not have So ICSI is where instead of mixing sperm and eggs together in a dish, we just pick up one single sperm with a needle and inject it into the egg. Right. Jeanette, thank you very much for your time. Okay, thank you. Is there a gents room on this floor? <laughs> have a little peek at the gents room. Mm. I'm the same uh, Similar. Yeah. Okay. Nice. It's quite simple. I'm always interested in having a look to see yes. what they're like. Yeah. What they're like. Yeah. So you've got your literature and mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. This is Louise. Hello. Hi. Natalie, nice to meet you. So you will be meeting. chatting as well. Yeah. We're going to be chatting, okay. I want to talk a little bit of logistics because obviously you're in the centre of Cardiff and it looks like metre parking outside and there is a bit of concern with people when they go to a clinic about where to park so what do you advise people when they're coming? There is parking right outside the clinic but it can, depending on the time of day, it can be quite difficult. For example, if you're in first thing in the morning for an egg collection because we ask our patients to be here for 8 o'clock in the morning for egg collection no problems parking right outside the clinic. Obviously, you will need to pay for it. But what we do do is we have an agreement with um, a car park, which is a short two-minute walk from the clinic. It's an NCP multi-storey car park. So you will have to pay for your parking, but you can get a token from our receptionist when you leave the clinic, so you'll never pay over a certain amount of money for your parking. And do people tend to come by train? Yeah, because we're literally a two-minute walk from Cardiff Queen Street. We're about a 15-minute walk from 
the Cardiff Central train station. But once you're in Cardiff Central, it's easy just to hop on another train to Cardiff Queen Street, and we're literally just around the corner. And we're on easily accessible by the buses as well. Now, you said you've been in fertility for about 12 years. Yes. What would you say sets London Women's Clinic apart from other clinics? Why should people come here? I've actually worked in the Harley Street Clinic and the London and the Wales Clinic. I think if patients are thinking of coming for treatment in Wales, obviously one of the first things to mention is our success rates. We've got the best success rates in Wales and the southwest. I like to think it's our team. We've got a small team here, so you do get that continuity of care. But we're also a really well-connected multidisciplinary team, so we're working well together to make sure that we get the best outcome possible for our patients. And that's what we're all working towards at the end of the day, is we want positive outcomes. Now, just talk to me a little bit about your open evenings or your open days and and how they run here. Obviously, we've got a clinic in Cardiff. We've got a clinic in Swansea as well. So we tend to have our open evenings in our Cardiff clinic once a month on a Thursday evening. And then we have um, an open evening once a month in our Swansea clinic on a Saturday morning. Just to try and give you that flexibility of if you can't make one, then you can go to the other. We have a presentation carried out by one of our medical team. Plus we'll have one of the um, team from Access Fertility there to talk to patients as well. At the open evening, you'll get to meet the nurses, you'll get to meet the doctors. You'll be shown around the clinic, so we'll show you our scanning rooms, our theatre, our personalised recovery, uh, individual recovery rooms and then obviously you'll have your presentation and then we do encourage ladies and you know some ladies will come with their partners, some will come with parents. We ask any of our attendees to ask questions as as we're going along but if you did want to have more of a one-to-one chat afterwards then there's the medical team and the nursing team to have a chat with afterwards as well. Sometimes we do appreciate that not everybody can make our open evenings or our open day in Swansea. So what we also offer as a clinic is free nursing consultations. So anybody could ring up the clinic, speak to our receptionist, say I'd like some information about the treatments that you offer. You can come in and you can have a free half an hour discussion with the nurses and we'll have a chat. And it can be quite nice because we're chatting to you as an individual and just make sure that we give you the information that's relevant to you. And the other thing, obviously there's a big emphasis here on your donor programme, huge success with your egg sharing and what have you. And I just want to talk a bit about the counselling, the kind of implications counselling that goes alongside that, whether it's the IVF, the standard kind of programmes, or it's the donor programmes. So there's counselling on on sites? We do, in our Cardiff clinic on Tuesdays, and she's in our Swansea clinic on Fridays. But what she does do is once she's seen patients for that first appointment, She's quite happy to give her business card with her number so patients can contact her at any point during the treatment once you've had that initial appointment with her. You don't have to come into clinic to see our counsellor. Because we're a private clinic, we cover quite a large geographical area so we do offer telephone and Skype consultations with our counsellor as well. And do many people take it up? We do have quite a few Skype consultations actually. I think Skype's quite nice for the counsellor. You're still getting that face-to-face interaction with the counsellor, but it's meant that you haven't had to travel two and a half hours to do that. Because I know, I mean, we didn't take up the counselling options, but I know friends that did, and that traffic, you know, if it was an evening appointment and you're stressed before you've even got there because you're yeah. caught up in traffic if it's a bit of a journey. Lizzie's very good. I know that she's spoken to patients outside of her allotted clinic hours, for example. She'll speak to somebody on a Monday night, on a Wednesday morning. It's not 
really an issue for her. And obviously what I would say as well is, yes, there is the implications counselling there. There's counselling for Liz, for example, when if ladies have unfortunately had things like miscarriage, but the nurses are always there as well to provide support to all our patients if they needed it. And obviously if you found yourself coming back after a failed cycle, it's nice that whilst you don't want to be coming back, it's nice that there's a familiar face and I'm sure you'll remember whoever's coming back in. Yeah, again, that's one of the things of having a small team is that we get to know all of our patients. Louise, thank you for your time. No problem. Let you get on with your day. Thank Thank you. Thank you. So I've just left the London Women's Clinic. Lovely clinic. It's like a boutique hotel, the way it's set up. Um, Hopefully, you'll find my insight of youth. I'm about to walk to Cardiff Centre, which should be about 15 minutes. You might want to check about the parking. Louise, the nurse, did say about the NCP car park, which is good to know. But um, really lovely place. To find out more about the clinic that I visited today and about Access Fertility, just visit accessfertility.co.uk. All the clinic's details will be there and how, of course, you can get in touch with them, plus how you can get in touch with Access Fertility. That website again, accessfertility.co.uk. And don't forget to subscribe to the Fertility Podcast. I am visiting a whole host of clinics with Access Fertility, so if you want to hear from other clinics, there's a whole season of different episodes available for you. So make sure you sign up either at thefertilitypodcast.com or on iTunes or Stitcher. And of course, if you've got any questions, just email info at the fertilitypodcast.com. Until the next time.